And now, the pride of Westerville, Ohio, playing your host, coming in at a staggering six foot even. He is a three-time JBBL league champion, a one-time Oreo stacking champion, an all-around swell human being. Give it up for Chris Capel. All right, we are back with the first edition of Man with a Mic in 2023, Season 3, Episode 1. And if you didn't know, those JBBL gears, we almost got kicked out of the league because we liked the Reds uniforms when they had the cutoff sleeves. So we cut our sleeves off and wore, we were the Orioles back then and uh, and wore the jerseys under. Like my dad was no longer allowed to coach after that. It is kind of hilarious. And the Oreo stacking contest, that's a family thing. My brother won one year and won a Sony Walkman. Every time we'd be on long car trips and be like, hey, man, let me get that Walkman. We'd be like, should have thought of that when you were stacking Oreos. I won four tickets to a uh, Reds-Giants game. So that was cool. Anyways, what I want to talk about today is just the overall health of the hobby going into 2024. Prism just dropped. A um, lot of good things happening. A lot of bad things happening. A lot of scammers. The CGC comic stuff. You haven't seen that? Go check out Sports Card uh, Radio. But um, something that they were talking about that I really want to discuss is is the Prism prices. Like you're looking at two, three hundred dollars. Well, first off, boxes are eight, nine hundred bucks, depending on where you're getting them for a box of of Prism football. Unless you're getting a low-numbered C.J. Stroud or maybe even Bryce Young or like a color blast Mahomes, like there's like 0% chance of getting your money back. I mean, I know every every time you open something, there's a huge gamble. But it's to the point where it's out of hand. Like I, I usually buy the tops flagship just because I, I enjoy opening you know 500 cards and you know base cards are just worthless now if you look um a raw you know a psa 10 jalen hurts base rookie is going for like 20 bucks and they probably cost that person 18 dollars to grade it unless they got it on some kind of special if you're pulling a cj stroud right now and i think i looked they're going for 50 60 bucks you sell that immediately if you got a base card you're going to grade it unless you put a rush on it. It's going to come back in two months. Season's going to be over. It's going to be the off season. Cards are going to go down. Then you're going to have to wait till like July to sell it. What's going to happen then? You don't know. Do you really want to sit on the money? So there's different people. Some people can just, you know, okay, so we've got uh, Jalen Hurts, gold out of 10, autograph, prism rookie, dual 10, 10 grade, 10 on the auto. We got it up for like 35000 We've gotten a whole bunch of low ball offers for it, but I truly believe we'll get 30 plus for that card. We're also in a position where we can wait for that. Like, don't need the money right away. So we can we can wait until, you know, Hertz wins the Super Bowl this year. Boom, there it is. If um, he gets hurt, card's going to go down a price. Just hold on to it. But eventually we'll we'll get that money. And in the hobby and the way it's going nowadays, it's just like people don't want to collect. They just want to sell and, and then reinvest and then sell and reinvest. I brought in my sweet Cody Bellinger PC today because I want to show Josh, the other guy we do the other show with. It's, you know, in 2018, there were a lot of great guys to pick from, and I chose Cody Bellinger. You know what? I have lost a lot of money 
but also I have a really cool Cody Bellinger collection. So that's all relative to, to how you think and, and how you, how you approach this. I know guys who collect Bishop Sankey cards, guys who collect Christian Hackenberg cards, guys who collect Josh Rosen, like collect what you like. I mean, if you can make money on the side, that's great. And I, I saw a post this morning says, Hey man, you know, I feel bad. I, I ordered a whole bunch of Prism Megas and and uh, blasters with the hope just to resell to make some money. Now they're just sitting on target shelves. Like, is, is that a bad sign? Like, yeah, that's a bad sign. This isn't 2020 anymore. You could buy a $20 box and sell it for 80 bucks. They're sitting on the shelves readily available or they're on the target website readily available. Why would I pay you $30 for something I can get for 20 on target? Like just why, why would I do that? Maybe you're going to hold them for a couple of years, but is that really what you want to do? You want to hold on to a couple of prison boxes to make 40 bucks in three years, or you're just going to open them and hope for the best. Maybe you get like a pink or something like that or whatever the color of the, the megas are this year. But if you're, if you're ripping those cards and you're getting the good rookies in the base, sell them immediately. If they look good and they're low numbered or they're, you know, you're not getting an autograph of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis. Like you're not getting that in, in this product. It's just, it's not there. It's weird that uh, it's one of those years where they all sign with fanatics. So Panini is not putting out autographs of the top guys that you want. You really want to pay $900 for a box where you have a 0% chance to get a CJ Stroud auto. I sure don't. I'd rather go buy a bunch of Patrick Sertans or Cortland Sutton's on uh, on eBay and then get back around to it and, you know, spend my money on singles and then be able to, to do it that way. Well, imagine the things I can get for $800. I bought a four out of six dual Peyton Manning, John Elway autograph for $318. I can almost have three of those instead of a box of prism like at my local card shop here they have a peyton manning super bowl inscribed jersey and i could buy that instead of a box of prism like what would you rather have as a collector like peyton manning's my guy i'm a broncos fan would you rather have an autographed like authentic jersey with a super bowl inscription from your guy or a box of prism i understand that breakers are the way to go now they even had a thing out on Facebook yesterday, I think Banjo Breaks put it out of who has the best prices for compared to the boxes and what you're getting them for and yada, yada, yada. Like truth is like these guys are getting them for like $300 a box and sell them for eight, $900 a box. And, you know, maybe people don't want to hear that, but that's, that's not what we're doing. We don't have a distribution or an allocation at the moment. But that's, you know, Eloy the Goat, he tells you all the time, he'll be transparent and people don't like that, that this is what people are paying to get these boxes. Then this is what people are paying to sell them. And it's no different than any other industry. Like you can make a mattress for a hundred bucks and sell it for $900. It's simple supply and demand. You're going to sell for what people are willing to buy. If people are still willing to buy the box for $900, they're going to sell for $900. If people aren't willing to buy it anymore for $900, it's going to go down to $400. We've seen that a whole bunch of times, but also like the 2020 product costs more now than it did when it came out because of the rookie class. When you got Burrow, Herbert to, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, oh, CD Lamb, my guy, Jerry Judy's in there. I mean, I get a, I got a Jerry Judy one of one autograph printing plate yesterday for $15, $15. Like that's, that's, 
you can't even buy a blaster for that. So singles are the way to go right now for the collecting standpoint. And then even like it's a great time to buy and kind of a terrible time to sell right now. Like the whole card market is down 33 to 44 percent, depending on what uh, what level you're at as far as like the money tiers. But everything is down. Um, how many people of how many of us are sitting on 100 Aristides Aquinos? Hundreds of Gavin Lux, hundreds of Lewis Robert rookies, Eloy Jimenez. Said like Gavin Lux is one of the top 10 most graded cards like of all time. I mean, during the pandemic, we just sat there and just had nothing to do, had extra money from the government and just sent everything we could in. All the base cards. I mean, maybe in like 50 years, the base cards will be worth stuff because that's kind of what they are now. But are any of us really thinking 50 years ahead? Are we thinking 50 minutes ahead, 50 seconds ahead? I'm thinking of what I'm going to be doing this afternoon in the next three minutes because I'm at nine minutes on this podcast already. Um, started off with Prism, went a couple of different ways. But, hey, you know what? Collect what you like. That's what we say all the time. Be a good person. Don't rip people off. Don't scam people. And just make sure you're making financially sound decisions. I know people go out and like, hey, I'm going to put – you know, Josh and I were talking about this the other day. We're putting a bunch of sneakers on credit cards, then reselling the sneakers to pay off the credit cards and making the money. So you get the points and the money. Then all of a sudden it's, oh, hey, I like that pair. Oh, hey, I'm going to keep that pair. Or, hey, I'm going to buy all these boxes on my credit card. Then I'm going to sell them for a profit. I'm going to pay off my credit card, get the points, get that, get that. And it just doesn't happen that way. And all of a sudden you're paying 20% on $400 worth of blasters that are just sitting in your closet. Just be financially responsible, afford what you can afford, buy what you can, and enjoy what you like. I mean, you see, it's just a giant pissing match on Instagram and Twitter. Who's got the best cards? Who can show up the best bangers? But no one shows the losses. Eric Whiteback shows the losses. He shows everybody's losses, us included. But also, he very rarely shows the wins. Like, the only person whose cards I can think of that are up year over year is Shohei Otani. And he's just, he's Shohei Otani. Every other single person, their cards are down um, in the year. Um, Pokemon is coming up. Magic is coming up. Vintage Pokemon. I mean, vintage cards never go down. Like I've, I've been buying my dad a bunch of vintage uh, Pirates cards because that's, that's what he collects. It's what he likes. But you know, we have complete sets of different years graded very high. And the, the prices just, just keep going up. Like, that's what you're going to hold on to. And at what point does, like, the junk wax era become vintage? I mean, it's been over 30 years, close to 40. 40 years ago was 1984. I think the junk wax they consider 1988. So we're at 26 years ago, -ish, 36 years ago. Like, do the math. Um, I'm going through boxes yesterday to try to find stuff. They were like 20 1990 hoops, Michael Jordan cards. Hey, those might be four or five bucks each, but at $20, you know, 20 of them, that's a hundred dollars right there. So if you're going through your old collections, which people come up to us all the time, Hey, I got this collection for when I was a kid. Let's see what we got. Yeah, we'll go through it. Your local card shop should go through it too, but chances are you're not going to have anything except for, you know, last week what walked in was a whole bunch of super rare Michael Jordan inserts. I had no idea what we had, what he had. Could have ripped them off. Absolutely did not, because that's not how we roll. We don't scam. Told him exactly what things were worth, what we would pay for him, if he was willing to make a deal, and he was. And that's just how how it should be. 
So man with the mic, um, we go on tangents here. We go off the rails. Nothing is scripted. I start talking and I just keep on talking. We're at 12 minutes. Going to go ahead and end it right here. Um, be back next week. We're going to do this weekly. And, uh, and then hopefully with, with Josh, we'll get the, uh, the card lounge back up as well. So you guys stay classy, Columbus.